Welcome to Generation Ag, a podcast for the future of agriculture. I'm Kayla. And I'm Lavinia. And we're a couple of young Aggies passionate about celebrating our industry and sharing the stories of people who work in it. Hello and welcome back to Generation Ag. It is Kayla here today with a fantastic episode with a wonderful young woman in the beef industry. Very happy International Day of Rural Women to all of our female listeners. We are absolutely delighted to bring you this conversation today. So I'm not going to make you wait any long before introducing Rebecca Bennett. Beck is a passionate and devoted beefetarian with knowledge, connection and experience across the beef supply chain. She has deep family connections to agriculture and has developed a love of the land and all that it produces. Beck has been cattle handling from a very young age and it sparked a love of beef and a curiosity to find out absolutely everything about it. She currently works as a project officer for Australian Country Choice, ACC, managing a diverse portfolio of research, development and innovation projects. She also is involved in many other areas of the agricultural industry as well, including being the Australian Oceana representative on the Young Eye Farmer Board, which she talks about in this episode, coaching the UQ Intercollegiate Meat Judging Team and being an MLA Red Meat Ambassador. Beck is also a qualified MSA grader and operations professional studying a graduate certificate in agribusiness following the completion of her Bachelor in Agriculture and a Bachelor of Business from the University of New England. Here's Beck. Beck, welcome to the Generation Ag podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Start off by telling the listeners, um, where are you? What have you been doing today? What can you see outside? Oh my goodness. Uh, I am right in the middle of Brisbane. I'm sitting on my top balcony looking out over the city and I've just been down in the garden. <laughs> yeah, nice. Like veggies or flowers? What are, are you much of a green Oh, girl? like like you wouldn't believe. I have had an endless battle with possums since we moved to Brisbane. So I think <laughs> I've finally nailed this crop cage that I've got up over my veggies. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> Beck um start off with uh telling us who are you and what is your connection to agriculture um so I like to call myself a bit of a beefetarian um <laughs> my connection from, to ag kind of came up uh when I was growing up grew up on a small farm in New South Wales um down on the mid-north coast I went to had to beg my parents to let me go to Camden Haven High School because it uh, definitely didn't have the best reputation, but it was the only one anywhere near us that had an ag. And that's all I wanted to do was go there for the ag. Um, So yeah, always just being involved in it somehow. Yeah. Tell us more about um, ag at school. Like what were you involved in, like cattle judging or um, what was ag at school kind of like? So ag at school was awesome. Just cattle showing galore, cattle judging everything. I am not much of a public speaker now, but I used to be bloody great at it. I used to love getting up there and doing my speeches on on these classes of cattle. Um, and it was just such a good community being growing up as well. So growing up on like essentially quite a small farm, was it a family connection you feel like you had to agriculture or it was just something within you that you've explored since? 
Definitely family connection. Um, I mean, we had like 110 acres and then up the road, my grandpa had 500 acres and I just drove the quad bike up there whenever I wanted to go and see him. And, and um, yeah, like it was beautiful out there in the valley. We actually came from a sheep property before we moved up to the mid-north coast. So we lived down uh, in the southern highlands and literally everyone in my family has property <laughs> We don't anymore, though. Unfortunately, we um we sold our property during the drought. So, but family connection's still there. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Um, tell us a bit more about yeah the family. You sound like you're close to your grandparents. Do you have siblings? I do. I've got two siblings. They're a fair bit younger than me, so they're still in high school. <laughs> um, but they they definitely do live a very different life to what I was lucky enough to grow up with. Mm-hmm. And be, so being sort of the oldest and quite a bit older, I imagine you're quite independent in, in exploring uh, the farm and, and spending time with your parents as well. Yeah, always. Um, I spent a lot of time with both my parents growing up, like God, every weekend. My, my family's really into polo cross. So um, my dad makes the racket. So every weekend I can ever remember from my childhood was like in the back of that goose neck, hanging out with kids at polo cross, like running around. Parents would see you for all day, nearly all night, and you'd be making cubby houses out the back of somewhere and used to do that at home too. Like just grew up in a totally different time. All of our neighbours, we used to just ride bikes to each other's houses and disappear off into the bush for the day. <laughs> that sounds beautiful. Are you still involved with Polycross now? Not really. My dad still makes the rackets. He's been doing that for like over God, 30 years now and um, he's, yeah, does an incredible job. That's his business. So yeah. I go and help him sometimes when he comes up to tournaments that are close to Brisbane. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about now like, from growing up doing ag at school, what happens next on the journey? Well, actually, another thing that I got to do at school, which kind of led into how I got into like the meat industry more so than the beef industry, was meat judging. So ICMJ, they let you do that in high school as many times as you want. So I got to do that from the time I was 12 until I left school at uh, 17. And then I got to go to uni and they told me, you're only allowed to do it once. So I was like, oh, man, I'm going to have to wait until my last year so that I can practice and practice and get as be- the best that I can be and then compete in my final year of uni. So, yeah, that's kind of what came next, sort of. <laughs> wow. I didn't know that about ICMJ. That's really interesting. Um, we'll, yeah. we'll circle back to ICMJ definitely. But um, talk to us about uni. Um, you know, when you're finishing up school, sounds mm-hmm. like ag was always on the cards for you. Yeah, my uh, careers advisor was actually not super happy with me when I <laughs> picked all of my degrees that I was, wanted to apply for. I think I picked ag economics, ag business, agribusiness, ag and law. Uh, every possible ag variation was there and he was like, Rebecca, I think you should have a backup in there. I was like, no, don't need it. I love that you were like so hell-bent on pursuing it and it- who who fostered that in your life? Like, aside from, you know, growing up with the sort of family background, like, was there someone that really championed for you that this was something that was absolutely acceptable and not just acceptable but fantastic for you to pursue? Mm. 
Yeah, definitely. I was incredibly lucky to have some absolutely brilliant mentors when I was growing up, um, all of which had some connection to the ag industry. Um, but I could name names, but uh, probably forget someone anyway. But everyone's got those, you know, those high school mentors, those ag teachers, those those support people, um, and they, yeah, they tell these amazing stories of the lives that they've had and where they've travelled with ag, and it's just, yeah, it was pretty inspiring. So what did you end up going off to do? Um, so I was lucky enough, I went to UNE and I did a Bachelor of Agriculture and Bachelor of Business. I started in 2016, finished in 2019, and um, that was a brilliant course. Like it totally encompassed everything uh, that you get from like a rural science degree with all of the real foundational science subjects plus all of the business subjects that the agribusiness students get. That's so cool. Um, were you sort of tossing up where you wanted to go to study ag or you were pretty set on going? Anywhere? No, I didn't apply anywhere else. <laughs> okay, so now we understand why your teacher was like, maybe you need a backup option. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, but I knew it would uh, would all happen for me. So Yeah, that's awesome. I admire that a lot. That's really cool. <laughs> Um, so when, at what stage during uni did you decide, um, to go back to ICMJ and have another crack? Uh, I think when I was in my second year, I saw the team getting together for their training sessions, um, joined in on a couple and was like, yeah, I really need to practice a bit until I am ready to compete again. Um, so then was practicing in my third year a bit and, and finally competed in my fourth year. And do you feel like like when you went back after having gone as a school student, was the experience really different going with the uni team? Yeah, definitely. I think um, obviously it was a much more mature event, <laughs> a lot more professional development, networking, things that weren't really a huge part of the, the school's competition. And you've stayed involved with ICMJ, haven't you, since then? I have, yeah. So I was actually lucky enough um I went to a dinner on Friday night for uh, the UQ team that I've been coaching for the last year and I was just thinking back to like exactly 12 months ago when I had just started with ACC and as a sponsor they invited us to their sponsors dinner so I got to meet all of the students that had competed and and um, the outgoing committee and they said look we haven't got anyone to come in and coach like it's been COVID for the last two years we have no real succession plan like none of these guys have been to an event we would you help us out and I was like yeah of course I would like that'd be awesome um definitely promised to do something that ended up being a lot more than what I thought it would but that's totally fine um yeah it was such a rewarding experience like I got to go to Rockhampton with them at the start of this year and actually compete again myself so I was absolutely stoked to do that again um, and yeah coaching them this year has been great. That's fantastic I, I love hearing um, you kind of giving back in a way and I think that's so important especially like you're not that far out of uni yourself to be already thinking about um, how you're helping and mentoring others that's that's awesome. Tell us a bit more about uh, you talked about ACC but let's talk about you graduate uni What's sort of the pathway look like since then? So when I actually, like right after I finished, I went to the CSIRO on one of their vacation scholarships. 
So I got to do a uh, meat science project with them and write up the report that ended up being published in their paper. And um, that really, for me, like let me get a really good insight into how the science side of industry works and (laughs) I decided that I didn't really want to sit in a lab all day so uh, more industry for me was less less lab-based work Um, so then when I finished up that with them I applied for a job with OB Organic and ended up totally did not think that I was going to get it at all. Like I saw this job advertisement. It was like production and sales executive. And I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> Went for the interview, thought I absolutely bombed it. They called me and asked me if I wanted the job. And I was like, um, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so I ended up being there for about uh, 18 months. And then I... It wasn't really looking to leave. I was pretty happy where I was, loved my job, was finally actually good at it. <laughs> I finally knew what I was doing um, and then was offered this opportunity to jump into what I'm doing now and just couldn't turn it down. It was just too good. <laughs> um, tell the listeners, what are you doing now? Where are you working? What does a day in the life look like? <laughs> uh, so I'm working at ACC now, which is Australian Country Choice. Um, my role there is the research development and innovations project officer. It's a mouthful. <laughs> um, and my day to day is usually, God, it could be anything. Sometimes I'm out on the feedlots, I'm out on properties out in our Roma office, or I'm in the factory on the kill floor, in the boating room, collecting samples, doing trials, and yeah. Uh, it's there's so much variety in what I do it's just insane I think I, I kind of missed a step but I want to go back and ask like um so you're at union obviously you had quite a connection to livestock through school and obviously continued that right the way through but when when did you sort of realize that it was not just livestock but the meat industry that was for you mm. I think it, the um I seem to definitely sparked that like, I just thought it was so cool when I was 12 or 13 and I got to go through uh, my first avatar and I was so absolutely, like, fascinated by everything that they did in there. And I was like, oh, this is pretty awesome. And then when I was at uni, I spent some time working for the UNE Meat Science Department. So that just really got me in a lot deeper with the science behind everything that happens and kind of what we can do to look at new technologies and all of that and I was like oh that's pretty cool I think I want to do this now I really want to get into meat and as research uh innovation I'm gonna get it wrong too a project officer but uh what sort of what projects are you working on like what are the advancements that you're really looking at developing right now <laughs> well everyone knows that uh all the processes are very secret squirrel about what they're doing but it's <laughs> uh look there's there's everything under the sun because we are a vertically integrated company we have projects in genetics like herd management sustainability automation in the factory um it honestly is just endless there's there's so much going on um as i'm sure most other people have a lot similar things happening but for us it um like no day is the same because we have such a broad scope for what we do 
and I think that probably is the beauty of working um, at an organisation like ACC. You're not just it's not you're not just looking at the processing like you said. There's you get to be on the farm sometimes, and then also, yeah, on the kill floor experiencing it all, which I think is incredible. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, not many people can say that they work for a a family owned company in Australia that has breeding background in feedlot farming and processing all in one it's pretty cool that is cool that's awesome and how are you enjoying like living in Brisbane it's definitely different I'm getting used to it now the novelty is still there Uh, for someone who grew up on a farm all I ever wanted to do was go and live in an apartment so check done that Um, now my partner and I uh, have a house in Brisbane that we live in and just bought another house in Toowoomba as well so Sounds like you're settling. That's nice. Um, You also recently joined the uh, board of IFAMA. Why don't you tell (laughs) us what that is? Yeah, so you can call it IFAMA if you want. um, So it's basically, that's a pretty special one for me. I was lucky enough to go to the IFAMA conference twice while I was at uni and and these are international conferences. So um, it's pretty pretty cool that you can say you've been to an international conference twice um so in 2018 we went to china uh, to argentina and in 2019 we went to china i swear this was like well before covid so (laughs) we didn't bring anything back with us i swear um but essentially like what they've done is they've created this young board to engage the next generation of thought leaders in food and agribusiness um, and our end goal really is to make sure that future generations are fed and clothed sustainably um, and we talk about all of that at our conferences too. That's incredible. I must be, um, I can only imagine the diverse cross-sector of people that go to a conference like that. Yeah, it's um, surprisingly there's not many Aussies and that's why I was really, really keen to take this job with them so that we could really I could work with everyone in the industry and try and get more Australians at the next conference because it doesn't really have a large footprint here. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely want to improve that. <laughs> yeah. And um, so you were offered a position on the board. How does, you know, someone as young as yourself get a position on an, essentially it's an international board like the one you're on? It's a long process. <laughs> I think I started the application process about four months ago. Um, and it, I had to step well out of my comfort zone and create a video to submit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, like send in a bit of a, a bio application. And then I did an interview much like this one. And, um, yeah, then they sent me an email at 2 o'clock on Friday morning and said, you've got it, Australia, Oceania, that's you. So, I was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> that's so exciting congratulations that's absolutely awesome um what are you like what you know you go into a role like this what are you picturing that your contribution to it is going to be I have no idea but I'm willing to do anything <laughs> <laughs> travel to a few more international conferences for the first uh start that would be awesome <laughs> yeah you want me making posters fine you want me doing this that's fine <laughs> <laughs> that's great well congratulations Beck. that's that, that's huge thank you <laughs> uh, you probably hasn't really settled in for you yet because you've only just sort of found out yeah no I um I haven't even been on my first board meeting yet so we have monthly board meetings and 
as you can imagine, being an international committee, we have a lot of people in the Northern Hemisphere. So that's at 1am Brisbane time for me. <laughs> Yay. And um, it sounds like, I mean, obviously they would be, but um, ACC have been awesome to you about being able to do some of this extracurricular stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh. They're so supportive in everything that I'm doing. Like I'm also have been doing my graduate certificate as well at the same time, which I've just had a little, little pause <laughs> on enough, for the minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I can't express how thankful I have been for their support throughout everything. That's wonderful. I'm so excited to hear that. That's great. Um, and Beck, obviously you and I met through the uh, MLA Red Meat Ambassadors Program. Um, you know, you talked before about uh, public speaking skills and sort of challenging yourself <laughs> doing things like this. And so, um, ha- first of all, d- how did you find the program? I thought it was great. I um, <clears throat> I got such like a sense of confidence mm-hmm. from it. I don't know if you got the same yeah. thing, but a lot of people always tell you like, you know, you're you're like an expert in your field. You're an expert in what you know, um, which really resonated with me from that like it I took that home and thought yeah you know what some people are actually really interested in what you have to say um even though you might not always be the smartest person in the room when you're in a room full of industry people when you're in a room full of our consumers our customers just the general public they're really keen on hearing what someone like you and me have to say I have to agree and for you especially I mean you really are at that sort of like that processing side of things which I'm sure when you meet a random Joe Blow like that can be quite an interesting conversation that sparks and and like obviously quite contentious depending on who you're talking to um have you feel have you felt like it's equipped you with sort of the skills to back some of that confidence that you gained yeah definitely and I got to really practice that when MLA had me on their um good meat stand at the echo So I was there. For, <laughs> I can only. I imagine. was there for about four or five days, and they there was a lot of people that came past that stand. <laughs> I can only imagine at the show. At the show, show is a fun place. Um, <laughs> if you work in the <laughs> in the livestock industry, ah, oh, interesting. Um, but I do want to ask you, like, just more broadly for you, what does being an ambassador for industry look like? I think for me, it's just important to hold your own when when you know, I don't know say someone's saying something online and you, you know that they're wrong and you really want to disagree with them, but using those things that we learn in the course to respect their beliefs, but also try and provide a little bit of information that they might be interested in going and looking at, whether they do or not, that's their decision, mm-hmm. but um usually I wouldn't do anything like that but I think learning how to respond to situations like that through through the course has really helped me um as a red meat ambassador yeah that's awesome yeah I think it really is about just sort of like at least um having that process in your brain to just check yourself really quickly like you know is this worth my time and if it is Mm. worth my time how can I take my emotion out of it to sort of just you know get into conversation versus an argument with someone and I'm like super non-confrontational so (laughs) when I was at the ECA there was a few people that had some pretty pretty twisty questions and 
and it equipped me really well to be able to you know not get emotional about it and just say look you know okay tell me how you feel about it and then being able to understand why they felt that way too was um really good like it made me feel a lot better talking to those people with being able to put myself you know apart from what Mm. I used to know yeah because that is the thing right I always find like I'm from a family farming background lots of people I know are and at the end of the day this is our livelihoods and um, no matter where you come from in industry and it can feel so personal when someone's talking about how much they hate you know what it is that you do it's like oh my god how can I not get upset about this but um, it sounds like you're you're getting to a place where you can um, yeah like have that open dialogue without it um, completely overwhelming you yeah so Beck, I want to know sort of after everything we've chatted about today all the work you're doing um, what excites you most about the future of agriculture there is way too many things like <laughs> I I just spent the week down at the AMPC innovation showcase conference and the amount of new technologies and and things that are out there that we're all looking into at the moment is just so incredibly exciting. Like I remember looking at some of these objective measurement technologies when I was back in uni working in the meat science department thinking, God, these are years off being ready. And it's been years. Now they're ready. (laughs) It's it's pretty, pretty exciting. Future is now. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Um, Beck, the last question we always ask is um, if anyone's listened to your story, wants to know more about you, or wants to connect with you, uh, how can they do that? Yeah, happy for anyone to add me on LinkedIn, Instagram, whatever. Always, always happy to chat. I, um, I love it when younger people in the industry reach out and just say, hey, can, can you help me with this? Or, hey, do you? Like some of my meat science students, do you want to be my reference on my resume? And I'm like, yeah, of course I do. That's so cool. Um, yeah. Beck, thank you so much for jumping on with me today. <laughs> Hopefully fairly painless. Um, yeah, no, really appreciate your honesty and your candidness and for, yeah, sacrificing some of your Sunday. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Generation Ag. We hope you loved it. If you did, don't forget to visit our guest bios page on our website where you can get all of their contact information. And if you have an idea for another guest in the future or a story that you want to hear, you can get in touch with us via our email, which is hello at generationag.com.au. Don't forget to follow us on our socials at generation.ag. That's Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And if you've loved this episode as well, you can share it with your friends on your socials and make sure to subscribe to us on the podcast app and leave us a review because that all really helps as well. Thanks, guys. Bye.